In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It could have been mentioned in the announcements, but it, since it is so directly connected to the gospel, it bears preachifying, not just notifying. And if, if the reports that we have been receiving out of Germany are correct, it's always worthwhile to be careful. Um, to always read original sources and to find possibly plausible explanations for things that at first sound preposterous. Um, We can then say that it appears to be the case that in the last week, two bishops in Germany have created a moral dilemma for priests of their diocese who actually believe the Catholic faith. Because apparently they've instructed on two separate specific occasions, not on uh, a way which admits of general legislation or attempts to legislate generally, that the Protestant spouses of Catholics are supposed to receive Holy Communion. If that is true... Then our good friends at the Vatican Congregation for Clergy, and I'm not speaking sarcastically there, my very good friends at the Congregation for Clergy will probably have petitions from many good priests who may very well be disciplined for disobeying their bishop in not giving Holy Communion to those who are not in communion with the church and not in danger of death. So that makes us, um, gives us another reason to pray, but it, it, it's, um, it's something haunting when we hear our Lord say to his disciples, beware of false prophets who come to you in the clothing of sheep, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. By their fruits you shall know them. Do men gather grapes of thorns? Or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, and the evil tree bringeth forth evil fruit. We, as, as Christians, who know that we've been rescued from slavery to sin, who know that to which we would return if we refused God's grace, Know that every human being needs all the help in the world to be good, to believe, and to persevere. And we're not at all shocked that that human souls are a cauldron of good and bad. Every one of us fighting a great battle. And so while... The divine physician can, can decide when to expose a disease to excise it. And sometimes he puts us in the position of doing that, of showing to someone 
what ails them so that they can seek the remedy. We also know that sometimes there are good people who are trying to be good, earnestly striving to be good, something happens and, and something evil is revealed inside of them. And so when we go back to these words from the seventh chapter of St. Matthew, by their fruits you shall know them. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? What's the fruit of something like this? Not just that bad people are more emboldened. Those who do not know the faith are even that much more in darkness. But the, my caution for believers is that, that when, a, when, a, when an unsavory, not just unsavory, but when a sacrilegious event takes place, we need to examine our hearts and our minds to make sure that the response that it creates in us reconfirms our faith and our charity rather than revealing something evil inside of us, delight that someone did something bad and gets caught for it, or hatred for others, or bitterness, or whatever else. We need to make sure that that this bad tree does not bear bad fruit in us. And really and truly pray, pray for it. any good priest. Pray that there is a good priest. I'm not going to mention the names of the diocese because, again, I haven't read the original German. I'm not completely certain of what was said, but... One of the dioceses sounds like Jason Bourne, and the other one sounds like Wahlberg. Um, I'm willing to say the name Wahlberg because he actually goes to Mass, but I won't mention the name of the actor whose character, Jason Bourne, sounds like one of those two dioceses in Germany. But pray that in those two ecclesiastical sees, there actually are good priests who understand um, the trust and the responsibility given them by the church to, to bring our Lord into, into presence on the altar and to give him um, to those who approach him properly. But that's not what I want to preach about. Every good tree brings forth good fruit, and every evil tree brings forth evil fruit A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can an evil tree bring forth good fruit. When we hear about the evil tree and the good tree, does it make you think about the tree that had fruit that was forbidden, from which Adam and Eve partook? And if you followed Romans 6, the epistle, we might follow that meditation further. He's speaking in human terms of the infirmity of our flesh. 
Because we've yielded, in, in the same way that we yielded our, the members of our body to uncleanness and iniquity, so now yield your members to serve justice and sanctification. When you were servants of sin, you were free from justice. What fruit, therefore, had you then in those things of which you are now ashamed? What fruit, therefore, had you then in those things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of them is death. What are the wages of sin but death? If we read Romans, the letter, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, which is already significant, just Think of the significance of the very existence of this letter. St. Paul in Corinth writing to the church in Rome. Who's in Rome? St. Peter's in Rome. St. Paul's writing a letter to the whole church in Rome. For good reason. And for very good reason, we always celebrate both saints together as the apostles of Rome, St. Peter and St. Paul. At every vote of Mass of St. Peter, there's a commemoration of St. Paul and vice versa. And these earlier chapters leading up to what we read in chapter 6 concern themselves with the old law. With circumcision. With corruption, sin, and with faith. The faith of Abraham. And now Abraham, even though subject to the law, is also the father of faith. And as an example, then, not just for Jews, but also for Gentiles. that he might be father of circumcision, not to them only that are of the circumcision, but to them also that follow the steps of the faithful, that is, in the uncircumcision of our father Abraham. For not through the law was the promise to Abraham or to his seed that he should be heir of the world, but through the justice of faith. For if they who are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, the promise is made of no effect. For the law works wrath. Where there is no law, neither is there transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that according to grace, the promise might be firm to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Eve was given a new name. In fact, in Genesis 1 and 2... She has no name. She's the woman. She's the wife. It's only at the end of chapter 3, after the punishment is meted out to the snake, to the man or the woman, that Adam gives her a name of Eve. She is the mother of all things. We acknowledge the great irony of that and the beautiful message of hope and mercy contained therein.
Today, St. Paul's letter to the Romans takes up the figure of Adam, especially in chapter 5, right before the words we just heard. Death reigned from Adam unto Moses, even over them also who have not sinned after the similitude of the transgression of Adam, who is a figure of him who was to come. For not as the offense, but also the gift. For by the offense of one, Adam, many died, much more by the grace of God and the gift, by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one sin, that of Adam, so also was the gift. For judgment indeed was by one unto condemnation, by Adam. But grace is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense, Adam's, death reigned through one, much more they who receive abundance of grace and of the gift and of justice shall reign in life through one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one unto all men to condemnation, so also by the justice of one unto all men to justification of life. For as by the disobedience of one man, Many were made sinners. So also by the obedience of one, many shall be made just. The name Hadamah is the same word as earth. It's not the word of dust of the earth, but it's the word earth as man's Creation is described in, in Genesis 1. His, name's, his name is the same as earth. Capitalize it becomes a name. Leave it in lowercase. And it's simply the word. Nothing more humble. In fact, our word for humble and humiliation comes from the Greek for that word that means earth, humus. Adam's name is an indictment. God created him out of the earth. God created his soul out of nothing. And he wasn't able to remain humble, to be faithful and obedient. He wasn't even able to communicate to Eve, the one who was born of him, the command that he received before she was even created, the command not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But by one who is to come, the new Adam, the son of man, he calls himself. Son of Mary. We know him to be. who comes in such humble form. He permits himself to be joined to the the stuff of the earth, to be incarnate. And continues in that humble way 
from the manger until the cross. Son of Adam is Son of God. Makes us rethink what he taught us in Matthew 7. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can an evil tree bring forth good fruit. Most of the time that's true. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was a tree made by God. It was made good, just like everything made by God is good. Misused, and it has evil consequences. Commandeered for evil purposes, and it produces evil fruit. The wages of sin are death. In contrast, our Lord takes up a tree created for a horrible purpose to inflict on man as much pain as is humanly possible. He takes that evil tree and he commandeers the cross and from it comes good fruit. That which is most good and most perfect and most sacred on this earth, namely our, our Lord's body, blood, soul, and divinity, when manipulated for, for bad purposes or even when manipulated stupidly and irreverently for purportedly good purposes, results in death. But when an evil confronts the good Lord, when an evil confronts a good Christian soul, it can be commandeered and turned into the means by which the occasion for grace and blessing. It means the willingness to suffer. It means approaching the world as our Lord approached the cross, to know that this was intended to harm me. The devil concocted this in order to conquer me. He is the one who will be defeated. There is no one so clever who can outwit the God who invented irony. And so we we kneel before him in humility and gratitude compassion with those who suffer and opening our hearts to God who heals us of our suffering. And we praise him who has rescued us from sin, rescued us from slavery, rescued us from death and yields for us everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.